Hello, mamas. Welcome back to today's episode of Mamahood in Real Life with your hosts, Alex and Tierney. Tierney and I were talking about what would be the best next episode to bring to this community. And we decided the transition into motherhood would be a great place to start because the transition into motherhood is something that no matter how you're becoming a mom or what journey got you there, you go through a transition and it's this big life change. It's different for everybody. Everyone has different experiences, feelings, thoughts, all of this stuff comes up. And so it's a really unique time that's often not talked about. We focus so much on the pregnancy and the birth that then we forget what it's like when we actually transition home and we move into that official title as mom and what that looks like. So today, Tierney and I are going to share each of our own personal stories of what it was like transitioning into motherhood for us, along with discussing thoughts and feelings that we've experienced and that other moms that we know have to let you know that you are not alone in whatever it is that you are going through in your mamahood journey and transition. So I'm going to turn the mic over to Tierney and let her share with all of you. Yeah. So transitioning into motherhood was really hard for me. You know, I didn't really fully anticipate that portion. Just like you just said, like you think about pregnancy and then you think about baby. I I mean, I think as you're preparing and even as other people are thinking about it, it just goes from straight. Like, how are you feeling? How are you doing? How is your pregnancy to how is baby? How is baby sleeping? How is baby eating? What is baby doing today? Is baby crying? Um, you know, a couple months ago, I had a coworker that had a, a new baby and I said, congratulations. And two of us were going to go over and bring her some lunch. And my coworker immediately said like, can't wait to celebrate new baby boy. And I thought like, well, we're actually celebrating her too. Like this transition that she's going in. So it's, it's definitely a mental shift if you're not used to it, or if you haven't just recently gone through it, that there's so much happening with mama as well. But for me, really, I mean, I immediately didn't, didn't feel a bond with, with the babies, like completely thought that I would, they were going to come out, they were going to hand them to me and it was going to be my heart just sitting there next to me. And I really didn't feel it. And so that was a huge, hard part of trans transitioning into motherhood, not knowing anything of what to do. (laughs) I mean, they teach you a lot in the hospital of, you know, how to change a diaper and how to feed, but it is all coming at you at one time and not really having any idea of like, what is the next step going to be? And then immediately after we got home, I thought, did we make the right decision? (laughs) What did we do here? Our life is completely different. We can't just get up and go do whatever we wanted. Like we could before. I mean, now we were just trying to figure out where are we going to put the babies down when we get home, especially in our case, when the babies came early and we weren't, our house wasn't quite set up. So for me, hard is the best way to describe transitioning into motherhood. How about you, Alex? What, What was your transition like? Yeah, I love what you said about how everyone instantly is like asking, how's the baby? How's the baby? And you feel as though you're just kind of forgotten. 
And I think that that is something that definitely needs to be spoken about more because as women, when we're pregnant, it's like we're viewed as these bad ass humans, right? We're literally growing a human in our body when we're pregnant and it is really freaking cool. And then we birth the baby and that, that shifts to the baby. And we need to do a better job of making sure we're checking in on baby, but also checking in on mom. Birth is a huge, huge thing that the mother goes through. It's not only physically, but it's mentally so challenging. And that's something that really needs to be addressed. And I love that you brought that up because I do think that's super important to remember like when you go to check in on someone that just had a baby, make sure you're also checking in on them and their physical and mental well-being because that's a lot to take on and it's a huge transition. And that's why we wanted to talk about our personal transitions. And for me, when I had Clara, like right away, I had a really long (laughs) labor and delivery. And so transitioning into motherhood it was something I knew that I always wanted. Like I wanted to be a mom. I knew that I wanted to have kids and we got pregnant and I was preparing to make that transition, but I was really fearful of losing myself in that. And so when I transitioned into motherhood, I was so afraid that like my identity was no longer my own. I was just a mom now. And when I say that, I don't mean it as like just a mom, but that I didn't hold any other identities, any other roles. Like that was who I am. And it was just this all encompassing thing. And as I made that transition, I realized mom was just one of the roles that I hold. It isn't the sole role, right? We all have a bunch of different roles that we hold. We're maybe wives, sisters, uh, co-workers, friends, granddaughters, there's all these different roles and titles that we have. And mom just gets to be another one of those roles, but it's like this bigger one for me. And so that transition, there was just a lot of pressure around, you know, how was I going to show up as a mom? What did that look like? And how was I able to also still be me and not lose myself in that transition. And that was really important to me, but it was also really challenging. Um, I was grateful that I was aware of that, that that was something I wanted to focus on. And so what I did was I was able in the transition to kind of step back and use it as an opportunity to learn about myself and what this new role was teaching me about what I was capable of. It was teaching me to be more patient, when we had to get up in the middle of the night, it was teaching me to be a little bit softer and kinder. It was teaching me to slow down and just cherish every little moment because it goes fast. And I, I know you're probably listening and you're like, gosh, everyone says that, but it's true. It really does go fast. The days go slow, but the whole period of like that little newborn stage and everything goes so, so fast in the end. And you look back and it's gone in the blink of an eye. And as I was making that transition, I was trying to like hold on to these new parts of me that I was learning about that I was capable of. I was realizing I was so much stronger than I thought I was, that I was this like 
badass woman that brought this little baby into the world. And this transition was just a part of my story and a part of my journey. And my identity is Alex, but my role as a mom is another part of my story. And so I think that that's really important to remember is like, they are different. You don't lose your identity in the role of being a mom. Instead, you just gain more insight into yourself and into your personal identity and who you are. So for me, that transition into motherhood, although it was really challenging, it's been really beautiful because it's continued to teach me more and more about not only who I've always been, but who I want to be in this role and in this title while also adding to my identity as a human and how I show up in this world. You, you really nailed it on the head, but also it makes me think sometimes it can be the reverse of that too. You can be all the other things. And you said it, you know, when you're pregnant, you, you look badass. you go to, I mean, especially when you're, when you're deep in your pregnancy and it's, you're really showing you know, people are opening doors for you. You're going to the grocery store or people are saying like, wow, you're doing a great job. And then all of a sudden the baby, or in my case, the babies are born. And then you go back to the store again by yourself, let's say without the kids. And you're like, no, I'm still that, I'm still that same person that I was six months ago. And I just have little kids at home, but then that role gets lost in that too. So it does kind of go both ways where it's, it's interesting that we wear all of them on our sleeve, but they come into play at different times. And, and when in, it's important and how that makes us feel is, is definitely something that we should stay attuned to. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think not being afraid to voice what it is that you're feeling and what it is that you're experiencing. So as I transitioned into motherhood, I had a lot of feelings and experiences that I felt like I, can I share this? Can I talk about this? Is this going to come off as ungrateful? Is this going to come off as me not loving Clara? And you start to get in your head around of like, can I talk about these things? Are these things that other moms are experiencing? And I think, you you know, that's, that's one of them. It's like, you almost feel like guilty if you feel like, well, what the heck? how am I doing after I just had this birth? You know, why is everyone just focused on the baby, but it's okay to feel that way. And to say that, but if you feel like you can't speak that out, then you're just going to hold on to that. And that's not going to do you any good. And so that's a big part of why we want to start this podcast is to just open up in a really real and raw way about our own experiences. We'll have other guests that will share their experiences because these are topics and these are feelings that other moms are having and you're not alone in that. And I think that transition into motherhood, there can be shame, there can be comparison, there can be like the stigma around certain things, or maybe, you know, Tierney, we were talking earlier about part of me was thinking I would grieve my past self. And in a way I did, I grieved my past self, but at the same time, I also wholeheartedly loved and do love Clara. It's just finding this new normal and this new balance. And I've really made sure to make that a priority for me. I had a conversation with my friend Hannah on Sunday about that. I knew that 
when I stepped into motherhood, I still wanted to make sure I took care of myself by working out, hanging out with friends, spending time just Jordan and I doing things together with Jordan and I going on trips, whatever it might be, just the two of us. And I was okay with that not maybe being what other people did in their transition into motherhood. And I think that's a really important discussion to have of it is your experience. It's you stepping into that transition, becoming a mom, becoming a parent, whatever it may be. And you get to decide what that journey looks like. It does not matter how anyone else has done it in the past. You have to figure out the way to find your own little balance for it to work for you so that you feel good about wherever it is that you are at in that journey. And it is a journey because I still sometimes grieve my old life. I mean, I was just looking the other day, I was looking at some people traveling to Europe and thinking like, wow, like before we had kids, we would probably be doing that right now. Like we would easily be booking trips instead of thinking about, well, that's a long time that we would have to go. Probably I'm not ready to bring two babies to Europe. I mean, I've been a little bit brave and I brought them on an airplane a few times in very supported places that we've been where we have lots of help and people there and and houses that we're going to, but to actually get to the space where we're willing to go international, not quite there yet. But I, I do grieve that like, wow, we used to just be able to book a trip because it was cheap and we could go at any time and our work was flexible enough and, or, or just doing other things. You know, yesterday, um, I had the day off and we sent the kids or or a couple of days ago, I had the day off and we sent the kids still to my in-laws for childcare because it was a weekday and I couldn't help but to think I was in the shower and I was thinking, okay, now this is what I'm going to do during the next nap time. And then I realized, wait, oh, why do I, I don't have to wait till nap time. My kids aren't home, but I've gotten into such a mentality that grieving that past is still really, really a thing almost an entire year later. And it, it probably to some degree will never go away. I mean, there'll always be someone who was in a similar situation that you were in before a little bit more flexibility, um, maybe freedom isn't the right word, but uh, easier to say yes to everything than, than now I have to really pick and choose uh, a little bit more than I could before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I alluded to this and so did Tierney. It's you create your parenting style. There is no right or wrong way, in my opinion, to parent. And it can be really easy to get bogged down as you're transitioning in to parenthood and motherhood. And I mean, it's going to be a lifelong challenge of where you compare yourself to how another family does X, Y, and Z, or look, they're doing that. Should we be doing that? Um, And you start to just really compare. And for me, that brought up feelings of like, not good enough. Like, oh, are we not doing enough educational things for Clara? Like what, what do we need to be focusing on? Are we missing things? And because I would see another kid is doing X, Y, and Z. And I had to like step back and be like, we can figure out what works for us. We can make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do in our own way and how they work for us. And that's okay. But it takes time and it takes kind of like a daily, like 
reset of that because I definitely fall back into that comparison game here and there. And I'm sure it's going to continue to be this like lifelong thing. But at the end of the day, as long as we're parenting her in a way that we feel really proud of and like, sure, we're going to have days where we're like, we mess up and that happens, but we'll learn from them and they'll continue to drive us forward. And that's been a really big takeaway for me in that transition is it's just like trusting in myself and in my gut and what we need to do um, as parents for Clara. But that stigma, you know, one thing that I think we all need to recognize is like not just the comparison, but justification. For whatever reason, recently, a lot of people who've had kids that are right around the six months age have seen like what we did when we did baby led weaning with our kids and it worked really well for us and our situation and how we eat. And it, it was great. And I, I don't really care what other people do when, when it comes to their kids, but people feel the need to come to me and justify doing purees. Like I've ever been in the situation where I've said, no, you shouldn't do purees, purees, purees are bad, but we shouldn't have to feel like we need to justify our decisions to anyone else. They do not need to justify to me the decisions that they make on how to feed their children or how their children sleep. If it's working for you, I say power to it. I mean, we're both in a similar situation where our kids aren't in traditional daycares. And so that thought has crossed my mind so many times. Well, should I be putting them in a traditional daycare? Will they learn more? Like maybe they need to go to Montessori. Maybe they need to be around more kids. You know, is this bad? And it's that same of like, okay, come back down to reality. Like they're doing well. There isn't a problem until there's a problem. We'll address it at that time. But not only do we not need to be in that comparison game, but we don't need to justify to anybody else the decisions that we're making on how to raise our children, as long as they're safe, happy, healthy kids. Mm -hmm. Justifying. That's so funny. I am thinking about so I had a really hard time breastfeeding and when people, I, which is weird, like that people ask you, so are you breastfeeding now that I'm thinking about it? And I would say, well, no, I, I, I did for a little bit, but I like couldn't produce milk. Like I felt like I had to like, say like, why I didn't do it versus just like, no, this is the decision that we made based off of like, what was going to be best for our family. And truly like for my own mental health. And I think that's another really important conversation to talk about as you transition into motherhood is there's these new pressures. There's, you know, you just went through labor and delivery. Your body physically needs time to heal. You have a body that looks different than when it did before. And it's learning to like love your new body and the way that it looks and feels and all of these different things come up and, you know, postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, they are really real thing and they need to be addressed. And so making sure that if you are feeling any sort of sadness or depression or anxiety, know that that is something that many moms experience and making sure that you're seeking out the help that you need, because that's super important. It can be really scary, especially if you have never dealt with any type of mental health um, in your past. It's It could be totally new to you. You need to make sure that you're speaking to someone else about that because it's a real thing. And traumatic births too. I mean, I think everyone who had 
some sort of even slight traumatic birth or it went a lot different than they were expecting should at least see someone one time because you know starting in Bolden and, and learning and hearing more people's stories and the amount of birth stories that didn't go how they thought they were going to go or as planned and it is has created trauma for them some way or another I mean that cannot be good for you to carry around with you as you are have a lack of sleep probably a lack of nutrition you aren't doing a whole lot for yourself especially in those first few weeks where it really is like survival mode um it's it's so important to seek out that health and know that it, you're right it's really normal and a lot of women are going through it as well what what i want women and moms to hear during this is taking care of you is really important and you need to make sure that as you're making that transition that you are taking care of yourself however that looks speaking up if you need help with a feeding speaking up if you want to go on a walk and as you get further out of the like weeks I guess and months after having the baby like doing the things that you need to do that fill up your cup. And a lot of that is relying on maybe family or friends or your partner, whoever you have in your circle to make sure that you are still taking care of yourself, however that looks for you. And it might just be 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, but that's really important. You don't want to put yourself on the back burner and that's what tends to happen. And that's when we hear from a lot of moms that they, struggle to find time for themselves, or they really feel like they've lost themselves in motherhood. So it's stepping back and like knowing that like motherhood is this beautiful, beautiful thing. And in that journey, you also get to take care of you and the woman that you've always been and the woman that you desire to be just knowing that it's going to look different than it was before stepping into that new role. I mean, even even though I'm not in the like immediate postpartum phase, I still think that like, if it is a hard week, like what is one thing over the weekend till, which is when we have our kids so all the time, like that's going to fill my cup. Is it simple? I mean, like for me, it's just going to the farmer's market uh, for, even if I'm not even really buying anything, just walking around, getting out of the house, some fresh air, like it makes, it's a huge mental shift on the entire day of just making it better. But it is, it is something that is important that we forget that it doesn't have to be a big thing. It doesn't have to be a vacation or a girls weekend or a lunch date, even that it can be those little things that help you really, you know, keep tight and keep to yourself. And sometimes it's just like a really long shower (laughs) or a bath, you're a bath person, right? Yeah. Baths. (laughs) Baths are my form of self-care and it's making sure you make time for those things because you're finding a new groove. You're finding a new routine. It's going to look different and it might look different week to week, but making sure that you're doing those things that bring you back to yourself is so important. All right. So here's the question, Alex, you've got a ton of stuff on your plate. How do you say no? How do you say no when you have too much and you need to focus on some of those self-care things? Saying no has been and will forever be a challenge for me. Um, I love to be social. I love to be at all of the things and 
to spend time with friends and family and get a workout in. And for me, what I've had to do is recognize when I'm saying yes to something, I ask myself, if I'm going to say yes to this, is it going to leave me feeling more depleted? Is it going to make me feel like I've missed out on some time with Clara and stepping back and not just saying yes, because that was something I used to do a lot of. I would just say yes, 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 all the time. And in the end, that would leave me feeling more depleted or disappointed because I was putting way too much on my plate or I was doing things that really I didn't feel pulled to do. And sometimes I do have to say no to the things that I really want to do, but that's because I realize like my time has already been spread very thin and I'm only going to feel like so just totally dead after this last weekend's a really good example. Thursday and Friday was pure madness, just pure madness for us. We had a concert Thursday night. We went to the state fair on Friday. We went to a wedding Friday night and I had friends saying, let's hang out. Let's hang out this weekend. Let's hang out this weekend. And I didn't have anything on my plate. And I was just like, I am planning to do nothing like, but spend time with Clara and Jordan. And I wanted to see my friends. I hadn't seen them in a while, but I recognized like saying yes to that was going to leave me feeling less rejuvenated. It was going to leave me feeling sad that I didn't get to spend that quality time with Clara. And so it's recognizing and looking at like, okay, this is an opportunity, but like, how am I going to feel after it? If, is it going to serve me? Is it going to be something worthwhile? Is it something that is going to make me feel more joyful? Then sure, yes, say yes, but also recognize that saying no is actually you showing up for yourself. It's you not letting yourself down, but maybe you have to let someone else down and that's okay because at the end of the day, you have to be the one taking care of you. Does it make you nervous to add another baby into the mix of then maybe <laughs> saying no to more things? Yes. Well, no, will probably be a little bit more because right now I'm very grateful. Jordan and I work really well together as a team and you already have the two. So, you know, you guys probably have like a good groove of figuring those things out where he's so used to just when I go to do something, it's just him and Clara and Schmidt. Schmidt's honestly more work our dog. Um, she threw up in the car last night, which was whew, awful, awful. I get it. Awful. Our dog, our dog is like having three extra children. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was an adventure, but I think it's just going to need to be a little bit more of saying no, because it's, that's a lot to put on Jordan's plate, especially because Clara is a wild, wild, so fun, but wild toddler um, that gets into everything, such as dog food and climbing on the counters. And yeah, I, it'll be it'll be a new way of learning how to navigate those boundaries. But I've started to understand the importance of them and why boundaries are like such an essential part of life. Well, as we as we think about this conversation, what let's talk about some tips on how we can rediscover that sense of self um, and that second role or the additional role, I guess, in this case. So I would, I would say, um, I talked about this a little bit earlier about filling, filling my cup. That is like my number one thing. It's just thinking about one, even really small thing 
during the weekend, during the week, whatever it is to fill my cup alone together as a family. I mean, when I talked about the farmer's market, I, I make everybody come with me um, it, because it, it does make a difference. And then for me, it's, it's really finding even whatever help I can get. I get the comments all the time, especially on social media of like, I don't know how you do it. Oh my gosh, being a twin mom. I, I have so much help. And I ask help immediately. My husband is traveling in two weeks for work and he's gone two nights. And I am like, okay, which friend can come help me Tuesday night? Which friend can come help me Wednesday night? Be here at 530 and I'll feed you dinner. Like you are going to be my help because especially since my boys don't walk yet, (laughs) it's a lot with the two, uh, trying to get them up and down the stairs, bath time, things like that. But it's, it's really just asking for help all the time and not being bashful about it and knowing that people will come through. Not everyone's always available, but when you really need it, someone will come help you. I will say Jordan and I have no problem asking for help, but I know that for many, it is hard to ask for help. And so I, I love hearing you say that because I know that's something that we've talked a lot about for you, that that's something that you've been working on, but it's so important. Ask for that help. Take that time for you. I had a woman tell me that the best piece of advice she had was to take a weekly date night with her husband. And we've been in like a weird time with COVID and the pandemic. So we haven't really been doing a ton of out and about things. So we haven't done that per se. So we've been trying to find different ways to just enjoy time together. And I think that's really important is making sure that you're taking time to be with your partner, just the two of you, whether it's just spending the evening together, cooking together, going on a walk, whatever it is, and just making sure you have that time to truly connect where you're giving each other your wholehearted attention is really important. Um, And then the last thing is like finding time for yourself. So whether it's meditating, reading a book, working out, doing the things that you've always loved to do, keep doing them. Don't stop doing them just because you're now a mom, right? Make them a priority. It might mean setting that alarm a little bit earlier or doing them a little bit later, but working them into your day, if that is going to be something that rejuvenates you and makes you feel whole, like make sure you're putting them as a part of your routine and a part of your schedule. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly is just coming back to this idea of identity. And I was trying to find a post that I had shared a while back about my personal experience and viewpoint of this. So that's how I want to close this out is sharing that with all of you. So being a mom has taught me to be softer, kinder, more patient, and to accept Marvel and appreciate the small things. It is shaping me into a new me. Yes, I am a mom, but that is only one part of my identity. It is not my sole identifier. It does not define me. I identify with many titles, wear many hats, do many things, and that is what makes me who I am. Those things may be what I am, but how I show up in each moment is who I am. The same goes for all of you. How we show up is who we are, and no particular role can ever fully define us. So what I hope that you take away from this episode that Tierney and I just talked with with all of you about is the fact that 
you are a mom, but that is not your sole identifier. That is not your identity. Who you are is your identity. And at the end of the day, that is so important to remember. All right, take that with you, run with that, feel empowered in that you are a badass woman. Let that radiate outside of you as you step out into your day today. And I, I, I second the feeling like a badass woman. I talked about the grocery store earlier, go to the grocery store and in your head, be like, I'm badass. I've got a little kid at home. I've got a partner, whatever, or you're doing it alone. I've got a job. I don't, I I'm doing this full time. And, and use that to fuel you because it, it really can be a good motivator. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook at embolden underscore mama. Please like, share, save, leave us a review on this podcast because we are so happy to be here with you. Thank you.